Hey everybody, welcome to the Steelers Show here on the Ohioan. I'm Chris, got Paul and Joe with me. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing oh. just fine tonight. Okay. <laughs> that was an unusual response, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, Is there I, ever a usual response? Like, we've never I was trying smoothly, to, like, responded to that question. I was trying to behave so I didn't derail the show, and then my and then responding normally derailed the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is exactly what happened. Very strange. Very strange. Well, <laughs> lots to talk about. Um, partly on the Steelers, uh, a topic that's not directly related to Steelers, but they're in the same division as the Steelers, so we might as well talk about it. But let's start with running back. It was funny. Last week we talked about this Jeremy McNichols kid, and we're like, all right, he's the number two back. The search is over. Is he going to work or not? And we gave our opinions, and we, you know, shut the microphone off, went to bed. But we find ourselves a week later, McNichols is hurt. He's an injured reserve, um, so that means he's at least out for a few weeks. So the Steelers are running back shopping again. Uh, they picked up Master Teague. Um, I'm here in Columbus. I do some coverage of Ohio State. Uh, I like Master Teague, but Master Teague really doesn't stay healthy. His freshman year when he was healthy, he was great. But Master said, Teague's name is Master Teague. I mean, that's you got to give him that. Nobody else's name is Master Teague. I think, isn't he Master Teague the third? So his father and grandfather would have the... No, but it's not the third. <laughs> you see, that's how that works. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a spectacular name, and then it's even more fancy with the third. Oh, yeah, it, it's a great name. And he's a power. We back. should have we should have high T. Yes. <laughs> well, and he's a power back. I mean, freshman year uh, and sophomore year, you know, people had to say like, "Man, this guy could be pretty good," uh, because in Ohio State, you think of Eddie George was kind of like that prototypical big back, and it just like I said, he just got hurt. Um, he didn't get drafted. Uh, he went to the Bears for a while, and he didn't do bad, but just couldn't stay healthy. And the Bears released him. Now the Steelers are bringing him in. Um, it's interesting. They got another guy. Uh, so they have two guys from their undrafted free agents. Um, Durant, uh, a kid from Duke. Uh, they have Jalen Howard. Um, apparently Tomlin's is saying good stuff about Jalen Howard. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's, and again, we're talking about a second running back. I mean, this isn't the worst problem in the world to have, but there seems to be a little bit of uncertainty. Um, and then you've got Snell and McFarland still out there. But if they were super sold on Snell and McFarland, you wouldn't be talking about them bringing McNichols or, hey, do we sign Master Teague or do we sign these other guys? I don't know. They even have Durant and Warren hanging out there as well. Mateo right. Durant and Jalen Warren. So, you know. Maybe out, there's, maybe there's out in the trope, there's a, there's a monk who's really a big Benny Snell fan, and he doesn't want anyone else to be the backup except for Benny Smell, Snell. So he just kind of keeps tripping guys on the way. What are you, what are you accusing? <laughs> what are you accusing these I, monks of doing? <laughs> what? Paul's faith shaming. Yeah, yeah. Know, I'm much different than Paul is. So. No, listen, just because they're monks, you don't have to start accusing them of things. That's just. just say maybe. Uh, Allegedly, not even allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, what if? Here's my question, and we haven't seen Durant enough, or Jalen Howard, or 
you know, Master Teague recently. So, I mean, I think it's kind of an unfair question to ask, oh, who's your favorite young running back? But, you know, I always talk about D'Angelo Williams. You know, get me that veteran guy who can run at 5, 10 carries a game and be that mentor. Do you think that number two guy could be a young guy? I mean, I guess if the season started tomorrow, the Steelers pick one of the young guys. Do you think maybe that young guy could fit that role? Maybe that's a more fair question we can try to answer right now. Unlikely. Okay. Joe, any... I think the the benefit of having a veteran <clears throat> a veteran come in there and having that presence to, to sort of, I don't know, uh, provide that experience and perspective in the room is 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 as valuable at this point as just having a some dude who's gonna carry a ball and, and smack into people. I mean, that's that's why we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks now. That we'd like to see this veteran presence out there, and and that's just not happening. And the running they, back version of Charlie Batch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe Charlie could do it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He probably could. He could scramble. Uh, but that kind of presence has been something that we felt like would be really valuable, uh, even for Harris, to have around. Uh, but usually those guys don't come as cheap as I think they're wanting the the uh, RB2 to be. So, Icky Woods is an on-contract. Well, yes. it's very true. Isn't he like 60? Yeah, I, I should have asked him that. I actually ran to Icky at the Ohio State Fair over the weekend. And Did you help him back up after you ran into him? I, yeah, I, I should have asked him, Icky, can you still, can you know, you still play a uniform? Yeah. Can you still shuffle? I mean, Icky is... At this point, that's what we're paying for, right? I mean, that's veteran supreme if he's 60. I mean, that's, that's beyond not it. You're not wrong. I'll, I'll put it this way. <laughs> and I'm trying to be polite. We're, we're here on a... Massive podcast. Uh, they, you don't want to offend somebody, but mm-hmm. Icky doesn't look like in pristine playing shape. But if he could carry it three times a game, could he still pull it off? I mean, we're not saying Icky. You know, you're running up the middle thirty times a game. I mean, could he do two or three not? times a game? Oh, oh, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Icky would fall over. I- Icky would. <laughs> Icky would play a quarter, and that that'd be it. I, I, I even I even think if you said we're going to run him one time this season, that might be the last time you ever hear from Icky. You know, the, I mean, the Bears pulled out back in the mid '80s. They pulled out the the running plays with the fridge. So, you know, oh yeah, you get some big guy that's just going to bowl everyone over. Maybe Cam. Yeah. yeah. I think Cam could do it. If Cam ever got hurt in a play like that, it'd be rough. Let's let's keep our defensive guys healthy. Yeah, not that he couldn't do it, but let's keep his guys healthy. To be real nervous about our our running back situation because they get injured or are injury prone. So I think it's ironic to like have an injury to a a running back and then go out and get Master T, who's been injury plagued for. Let's keep talking about Daniel Williams. Just bring him. Let's just get (laughs) D'Angelo Williams just to satisfy Chris. Well, I'm kind of wondering, too. Like, I saw that signing, and hey, as someone who lives in the Columbus area, hey, cool to try and master Teague out. I just, not the worst guy they could sign, but I, I didn't look at him and saying, oh, my gosh, he's going to be their number two or number three guy. Um, it's Having fun- gone over the list of available running backs a couple of weeks in a row now, I didn't even know Master Teague was an available person. Yeah. Well, that's just, yeah, that's just I, a slight observation from me. Right. Again, I'm not anybody. After first or second year, 
I would say you could say he was probably a middle round or higher consideration. Injuries just caught up to him. And I'll be honest, I, I wrote a couple stories about Ohio State guys that could be drafted. Master T didn't even come into conversation. And I hate to say that because he's a nice guy. Um, when he's healthy, he plays well. But it's it's just interesting. And Again, we go back to the David Johnson thing. Uh, he's out there. Uh, he did really well for the Cardinals, did some stuff for the Texans. I trust that Omar Khan's looking at it. I'm sure David Johnson's name has come up in conversation, and maybe he's asking for too much. Maybe he wants the ball a lot more than they're willing to give it to him. You know, there's a reason why David Johnson isn't here. It's either for money or maybe he wants too many carries a game. I don't know. And at this point, it may just simply be the name David Johnson inspires nowhere near the respect that Master T gives. Oh, yeah. Master maybe, T the third. Uh, I'm throwing out the maybes. Maybe Johnson said he doesn't like Primanti brothers, and it's like that, what? That's a, yes, that's a <laughs> he, David Johnson uses Hunt's ketchup, right? And he's like, no, this can't be. You gotta he go. Doesn't like pierogies. All right, uh, first, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. First and only reference, yes, you don't diss Pittsburgh stuff to the Steelers Nation. Okay, that's the only reference. Okay, so Joe, yell at me one. Um, so, all right. Well, well, let's talk about. I what, didn't realize we had quite so many rules. Well, <laughs> I said four or five things last week, and you're like, <laughs> no. hey, you called me you out just the stuff. <laughs> well, there's the bylaw. The bylaws have changed over the past couple of weeks. We're going against that right now. Very good. I got to read them closer. Yeah. Just be careful when you tag these podcasts, yeah. my gosh. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, well, let's talk about. I hate to lead with this because this really isn't Super Steelers related. But it does matter because it's a rival of the Steelers. Uh, the Deshaun Watson saga is continuing. Um, earlier this week, he was suspended for six games. Lenient sentence. And I think it's we're not being homers as Steelers people to say it was a lenient sentence. Um, you know, Big Ben was accused of assault with two women. Uh, Deshaun was accused of 24. And in essence... Deshaun got the same punishment that Ben did. Because remember, when Ben first got suspended, you know, what was it, 18 years ago, he was suspended for six games. They lowered it to four games. Now, Deshaun Watson, situation comes up, they suspend him for six games. The Players Association doesn't want to appeal, because to be honest, the Players Association should have been excited. They only got a six-game suspension. But the NFL... Didn't feel comfortable with it. So the NFL uh, filed an appeal today. The It's different with the NFL. We were talking about this before the show. It's not like the NFL could say, all right, we're taking this to the Supreme Court. Let's see what these guys have to say. The NFL gets a set of rules. So it's very likely that unless something intercedes, it's going to be a heavier suspension for Deshaun Watson. How heavy? We don't know. Uh, the NFL, when they first started talking about this, they were looking at a year plus. They're also looking at a hefty fine. Watson did not get fined at all. And if you look at his contract, his contract's only a million this year, which lets him not have to be fined as mu- or lose money as much if he's suspended. Uh, we've talked about this. Tell me if you guys agree with this. Obviously, he did a bunch of stuff. The report that came back from the judge said, look, he did stuff. He did stuff without consent and everything. 
What shocks me, Joe and Paul, and I think the NFL is going to come harder on Watson for this alone. NFL wants to market the game to women. NFL wants to market the game to kids. It becomes a lot harder if you give off the impression that, hey, if you violate something, okay, you get punished, but not as heavy. They gave Calvin Ridley a year suspension for doing a parlay on, on one of his own team's games. Now, granted, that was more on-the-field stuff than off-the-field, but still, if you're suspending a dude a year for betting on the game, and you're suspending a guy for six games for assaulting a bunch of women? I mean, it just doesn't seem well, like Josh that Well, Josh Gordon sense. was, like, perpetually suspended for full seasons for smoking weed. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't seem proportional. If Ben got four games for one allegation, then Watson should get 24 times that. So that would be like, what, 96 game suspension? That That's my verdict. That doesn't seem reasonable. <laughs> Why would you do that and just be like, you're done? Just say, thank you. I'll go for that. Thank you for your services. Try the, try the Canadian Football League. That would be ideal. Well, in essence, they, they did that. And, and Paul's right. Comparing even weed to assaulting women is not a fair comparison. But, nope. you know, with Gordon, they gave him an indefinite suspension so they could revisit it. You know what I mean? So you could say, hey, indefinite suspension, you're definitely gone for this year. At the end of this year, let's talk to you and see where you're at. And, and you if know, you we, show up to that meeting high, you definitely have made a statement. Right. Now, the argument against that, and Deshaun Watson wasn't suspended last year. I mean, he wanted out of Houston, too. And this really wasn't just with the allegations. You know, the Texans stunk. He said, hey, I'm out of here. I went out. But if you look at it, Deshaun Watson didn't play last year either. Now, he wasn't suspended. It wasn't from a disciplinary sense. It was just Texans like, heck, if you don't want to play here, we're just, you know, we're not giving you a jersey. Stay home or whatever. Uh, so he's already been out for a year, but yeah, I mean, I think the NFL's got to send a message. I mean, if the NFL cares about marketing their product to other people, they got to do it. And if the NFL doesn't give a rip, which I know the NFL does give a rip, you know, I, I mean, they have to do that. I mean, this isn't like 1990s football where you can say, who cares about about other people? I mean, you have to show compassion. You have to care about other people. And if you want the money from woman, if you want money from children, you've got to look like you care about this stuff. I mean, the NFL should just go to him and say, look, you're not going to jail. Be grateful. Enjoy your career in real estate. And just bye-bye. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't argue with that. I'm, I'm having a hard time with, with all of this. I'm a person right. who believes in the possibility of redemption but I don't think it necessarily means that you just keep everything the same. I don't mm. what I, I yeah. I'm on the outside of it, so I can't really demand that we all see the evidence of something changing in the procedures of this dude's life to keep this stuff from happening again. Uh, and so I, I hear the argument from a lot of people to say, listen, this guy just, should, just shouldn't keep his job, and I, I can't come up with a reasonable argument why he should keep it. But he's really good. Yeah, that doesn't that's not a license to do this stuff. Yeah, it's I, amazing how for 18 years, Ben was vilified 
by oh, Browns yeah. fans for an allegation, but now Watson is selling jerseys in Cleveland, right. the very same ones, and who... just swarmed at <laughs> at the uh, at their preseason practices, like just swarmed. Hypocrites! I, I, I can't. I can't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't disagree with the saying. Hey, it should be forever. I I think to be fair to all sides. Because he hasn't been convicted of anything. I think it would be easy and fair if the NFL just says, indefinite suspension, we revisit after a year. Uh, b- because that causes a harm to your the Browns. Um, and you just say, hey, let's revisit after a year. And it's not like, hey, you know, as long as you don't get arrested next year for assaulting people, you're back. They just take a look at it because I and see here's the other thing I think the NFL needs to look at not just in the way they market their game to women and kids and everything else, it makes the NFL look bad when you have. I mean, remember back when the Ray Lewis era when you know, uh, I mean, some people were alleging that he killed the guy on Super Bowl week and everything that doesn't make the NFL look good. And no. you might sit there and say, Oh, the tough neither does the, the, the Ray Rice, uh, yeah. incident. Right. And if the NFL... Now, I can make the argument if, like, Calvin Ridley got a uh, four-game suspension for betting on games. You can sit there and say, okay, well, maybe you suspend Watson for four or six games. NFL's taking a hard stance. And if they're taking a hard stance on gambling, I know Watson didn't do this on the football field, but that's one of your guys that's representing you. Um it's kind of an unfair comparison. I know we were talking before the show about, well, what if we did that work? Well, you know, I'm not the face of my work. I mean, yeah, if I did something bad, my company will let me go. But I'm not the guy. You know, I'm not making two hundred thirty million guaranteed or anything. But still, if if I don't represent my work right, if Paul doesn't represent his work or Joe doesn't represent his work, we're going to be gone. And you know, the Browns later that day. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Browns, look, they defamed their brand. I mean, we have a podcast with Marla Rittenauer, uh, the, one of the columnists for the Acrobeca Journal, and she's covered Cleveland sports for 40 years. And she said on the podcast, they've lost people. I mean, no matter what happens, if Deshaun Watson comes back and leads them to the Super Bowl, they've lost fans based on the idea they picked up a guy like that. So, uh, well, and let's talk about this. And this is a good conversation to have because it was you – know, hot topic here in sports this week, but how does this affect the Steelers? Like, we played this, the scheduled game. I get a little uh, annoyed because when it was six games, people were like, well, Jacoby Brissett could beat the Steelers. I don't think that's a given. You know, in week three when the Browns and Steelers play on Thursday night. I, you know, oh, well, let's put it this way. Whenever Deshaun Watson comes back to the Browns, I still think the Browns have some holes. I'm not impressed by their receiver core. I'm not, you know what I mean? Even if Deshaun Watson plays more than we think this year, it's, I, you know, the Browns are this great team on paper where you can say, ooh, they have Miles Garrett on defense, and ooh, look at all the guys they have. They've never played ball together. And I know Odell Beckham and, um, you know, Landry didn't have the years that they've had in the past last year for Cleveland. I don't think this receiving core is better than what they had last year. And last year was really disappointing. Amari Cooper, I know we rip on Steelers receivers a lot. I don't have faith in Amari Cooper at all. And the Browns. Not um, just Dallas. Yeah. And the Browns, uh, 
we talk about like you know the competition for the Steelers right back <clears throat> running back. The Browns don't really right now have a number two. They have a couple guys that have looked good in the past. A lot of them are hurt right now. I mean, the Browns have some serious injury concerns at receiver. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean the Browns better hope Amari Cooper is the man or better hope um, Njoku, their tight end, catches 100 passes, which he hasn't in the past. Uh, because the Browns got some issues. And, you know, Houston, Deshaun Watts had some good years for Houston, but he had a lot of five-win, four-win seasons when he didn't have the guys around him. And, you know, I'm sorry. You know, we talked the other week about how the Steelers are better than other teams in the AFC North. I think even if Deshaun Watson's only gone for six games, they're a better team right now than the Browns. And, and yeah, we're biased. I, I, but. I feel that way, too. Um, you know, it's effect on the Steelers. I think, you know, the six-game, the possibility of six-game suspension puts him out for at, <clears throat> for at least the first game against the Steelers because that first game is pretty yeah. early. Um, so he's not going to be there for that unless the the, the longer suspension becomes a fight that they have to get into the season to, to really figure out. Um and even then, I don't think it could possibly go that long to actually get to the Pittsburgh game. So uh, I don't see him being there for that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't feel like it's a mortal lock one way or the other. But I don't go into that game with like that sinking feeling that there's really just no way we're going to win this. That that's not at all a feeling. I think I'm with you, Chris. I'm. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have this picture of the of the Browns being this unbeatable monster, even if the Sean Watson is there. We have to see how it actually plays out once they get on the field. But I, I just don't, you know, I, the 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 paper. Looking at it on paper, it doesn't add up to that to me. Yeah. Any other thoughts on on that, Paul? I. My fear with the Browns is this is essentially the first time they've had what people would consider a, a top-tier quarterback, and could that inject them with the confidence? I, I think as it stands now, when Watson does play, I, I'd say it's about a 50-50 matchup. Um, so I'm, I'm a, maybe a little – less optimistic on the Steelers end and maybe overestimating the Browns a little bit. Uh, but I, I'd say it's going to be, it's gonna probably be a good game. Uh, it'll probably be very tight, very close and should be fun. Well, I think it's going to be a good indication of how the year's going for the Browns and Steelers because whoever loses that game is not out of the playoff race by far, but I think it's a good, uh, litmus test about where they're at. You know, like if the Browns go in and kill the Steelers, then, you know, as Steelers people, we should be like, oh, maybe this is going to be rough. But, you know, the Steelers should have a good showing against the Browns that night. And who knows? Uh, you know, I didn't have this on our list, but, you know, Joe, you were talking about this earlier in the week. What do you make of Mason Rudolph? It's interesting. I mean, there's a big quarterback competition going on. All of us assumed it was just, you know, Trubisky against Pickett. So far, Mason's looked good. And again, so far, we're looking at practices. We're not saying it definitely means Mason's a top quarterback. But Mason's been playing okay so far. What do you make of that? And the 
do you think they should possibly look at Mason to get a little bit more playing time, Joe? Yeah, 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 I got something on this. Well, past, he's itching. He's itching. In All the right, past we'll 24 hours, time. Mason has been. Right, Mason Rudolph III is trying to shut me up. The past 24 hours, he has been trashed on and currently sits at number three on the depth chart. Okay. So he has dropped a big deuce on the 50-yard line, apparently. What, he didn't look good today? or uh, Yesterday, starting yesterday. Before okay. that, I was hearing good things, but yesterday he looked horrific, apparently. What? But that's where they dropped him back to the third team, right? Uh-uh. That's what sparked it. That's what sparked it. Oh, okay. So they've they've made the switch there and put uh put Rudolph down on with the third squad and put move Pickett up. Uh that doesn't change the fact that the uh the the report of the numbers, which again, Steeler Nation are irrelevant. It's his practice. We're talking about practice, man. Right. Uh and but numerically, Trubisky has not uh, not shown the consistency that one would desire out of your starting quarterback. Uh, a couple of interceptions. Uh, he has completed some long passes, especially, you know, connecting up with uh, George Pickens. So these, there's, there's, it's not a disaster. He hasn't fallen down. He's not in a hole. But uh, there was some question there a little bit. And Pickett has been looking good as well. But it's still the what the the sec, middle of the second week of practice is practice. Also, they're going up against the Steelers' defense. That's not an easy defense to go up against, even when you're not even in pads yet. So, it's probably early to push the panic button. But Rudolph was having some success, and you know I'm I'm all for him looking really good in practice, it means we'll get more out of them when we trade them. I I will say this. I'm not going to go as far as saying Mason Ralph's the best quarterback because I don't think he is. But in the question of who's going to start, let the guy playing the best start. And if it's Pickett, great. If it's Trubisky, great. If it's Rudolph, great. Even if it's that seventh-round draft Chris, pick they got. Chris Oladokun? Yeah. And, and again, I've not heard anything about him right, this right. entire first week. Yeah, I mean, for we don't any, have a fourth team apparently. Right, I don't, I don't right. Know. Well, but but I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to look at it as hey, I'm a Trubisky guy, Scott Trubisky or Pickett or Rudolph or Oladokun. I mean, if some guy balls out, and yes, Joe, it's probably not going to be Oladokun. I get that, probably but, not. But probably. what I'm saying I is, I heard there's a pickup game out in the parking lot, and he's been he's been right. showing out. <laughs> Because right now the Steelers don't have that prototypical number one quarterback. One of the guys could look good. I'm not saying they won't, but in terms of, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, in terms of being that number one guy, if they don't have it yet, if it's got to be Mason, it, it, it is if he's playing the best. But if he's not, he's not. I, I tell you, what's it? I mean, we're taping this August 3rd. Hall of Fame game comes up this week. Next Saturday. And for us guys who aren't living in Pittsburgh, like me and Joe, uh, Steelers-Eagles open up uh, preseason. It's on NBC. It's a preseason game. But, guys, this could be the most anticipated preseason because I want to see all these guys playing that. Yeah, because I, I think the Steelers definitely have talent in the team, but there's a lot of questions we have. I can't wait to watch these quarterbacks play. And 
um, see if uh, what their young running backs look like. It should be good. Uh, and you should see a lot of chances of seeing these guys play. And I'm sorry, if they think Trubisky is number one, I still want to see him play in the preseason. He hasn't played for the Steelers yet. He needs some time. I mean, don't treat him like Ben and go, okay, only play two plays this preseason. I, these guys got to get in sync. I want to see how they look, how they do. Uh, I would imagine you wouldn't see that much Najee Harris, so you shouldn't. But I want to see a healthy um, uh, these guys. I mean, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that game. Uh, it should be good. Um, hey, rest of the show, let's bring this up. We have two minutes left. Uh, Teron McKinney, I believe. Uh, Sewers picked him up. He's a receiver. Um, apparently, uh, Deontay Johnson's missing some practices. Uh, they're calling a hold-in. He's in training camp, but he's kind of doing the T.J. Watt thing where he, he's not really practicing that much. He's hoping for a new contract. I see that Chase Claypool got hurt. He's not out for the year, but uh, they're saying it might be a week-to-week thing. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on this guy? He was on the practice squad last year for Lions. He caught a touchdown against the Steelers last year in the preseason. Uh, he's another Notre Dame guy. What's with the Steelers and Notre Dame receivers? But I don't know. I, I, I mean, he's not going to play that much. I guess that's the big point we have from it. And if he plays, it's going to be under reserve. So. I, yeah, I wouldn't want to come into the Steelers' uh, uh, receiving room right now. There's just so many guys. Right. And I, but, I, I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie. I know it seems insane, but there's so many guys. This is the wrong time to be staging a, a, a hold in right. uh, for, for Deontay Johnson. This is, yep. this is the wrong time. He wants a lot more money than the Steelers are going to pay him, period. Right. So... Get on the get on the train, and go play your last year because that's what this is going to be. If you hold out any longer, you're just going to end up getting traded. Yeah, in, in two weeks we could be like Deontay. Who? I mean, yeah, because well, because while he's sitting on the sideline wearing one of them hats, you know, the bucket hats, <laughs> so he can keep the sun off of his neck, uh, Pickens is out there, and Austin is out there, and yep. and uh, Claypool is out there. Uh, and even Miller's been been showing out like this. This is not good for you, man. Everybody's looking great. Well, I, unless they trade him, I, I don't think you should trade Claypool. You know, Claypool's making the team. He's not losing the team. But even for Claypool, it's hurt. It's not a great time to be hurt because if uh, Pickens and uh, you know Austin look good, you know maybe Clay. I mean Claypool will play, but you know he loses some of his opportunities. I mean. You know, it. I mean, in terms of th- this new guy, if if the Lions didn't see fit to give you regular playing time, that doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me that he's he's not going to be packing groceries at Walmart in about a month. I mean, he's a body. I, I mean, I I think unless the Lions just miss something. I mean, he's not going to be like, oh my gosh. He's it like, wouldn't be the first made... time that the Lions missed something. Right, right. <laughs> but he seems he seems to be, he's a big guy. If he if he has speed, hey, he's a guy you give a look to. and If he can I, run some routes. Yeah. And and I think the thought is he's not going to really kick any of the big guys out of, out of, off the team. But if you need to go to him, like if Johnson's still doing a sit-in, 
uh, if, God forbid, Claypool has to miss a game or two in the season, maybe he becomes your fourth or fifth receiver. You know, it's not like he's your number one guy right now. I mean, just yeah, uh, it's like Master Teague. Master Teague isn't the worst person in the world, but Master Teague's not going to make you forget Najee Harris or even some of the backups the Sewers have. You know, he's a guy that you bring in to say, hey, if we have to plug him at the end of the bench, I guess we can. Yeah, you know, DeAndre needs to learn that his his status as the number one receiver isn't necessarily as solid as he might assume it is. I see a lot of comparisons between Deontay Johnson and um, uh, Cooper, the guy for Cleveland. I mean, they're you know they they have good games, but they're not consistent enough, especially for looking at number one. So, I've seen some of the catches that. Uh, uh, Pickens has made. Yeah, Deontay Johnson yeah. isn't catching those balls. <laughs> yeah, and that's just that's just what it is. Hot. I mean, hot take of the day. I want to see Pickens doing it in preseason, maybe even to the off um, the regular season. Oh Pickens yeah. could be better than anybody in the Browns right now. I mean, in terms Pickens of Pickens could be better than half the league right now. Right. Talking about PP. Pickens about PP. It's all about the PP. I love PP. The killer peas. <laughs> well, at least we can talk about that now. But that's what happens after you have asparagus. The next morning you have killer uh, peas. Killer peas. <laughs> yes. Oh man! <laughs> Woo! I'll tell you all what. Right. You're wishing you hadn't. <laughs> we are trying to track Icky Woods on a podcast. I'm not sure if it'd be the Steelers show or somebody else, but I definitely want to bring up. Remember last year when we did these Steelers shows. We were ta- making fun of other cities and other names. We made fun of Vicky's name, so we, we have to ask him about that. We, we have do. to? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Are you assuming that he listened to our podcast a year no, ago? No, but, but I wanted to ask him. I, I won't don't bring feel up like the that fact, many people listened to it a year ago. I, I don't think... I wouldn't necessarily bring up stuff he's going to get mad about, but we did bring up, you know, they had Boomer to Icky. I mean, they had a while in that Bengals team, but they had crazy nicknames all over the place. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for checking out the Steelers show. Uh, check out our our um, Cash App. I almost forgot the name for a second. Easy way of saying money to each other. Hey, Steelers season's coming up. Um, if somebody wants to invite me to a Steelers game and say, hey, could you pay for part of the ticket? I mean, I have enough cash on me. So I could just got my cash app and say, hey, you need 50 bucks? Boom, boom, here you go. And you got the money. So it's a great way to spoil money at a game or whatever else the case might be. Uh, just a great service. It doesn't cost anything. And if you download it, attach your uh, checking account or debit card uh, to it, you get five bucks dropped in right now. So it's a really great deal. All right, well, thanks for checking out the Sewer Show. For Paul and Joe, this is Chris. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.